Blog Talk Radio. Our health, 
and we're always looking at the most innovative, progressive, cutting edge, and practical ideas that can help to move our our society onto its next evolutionary level. So welcome both of you to A Better World. Thanks. Thank Mitch. you, Mitchell. Thanks. Absolutely. So so nice to have you. And now, Carrie, if you would just first start us off, what is it that initially um, inspired you? I know you are a healer in your own right, but to take on something as significant and substantial as starting a wellness center in the middle of Manhattan is no small task. What is it that really kind of inspired you to go that far and that deep? Well, I think it probably started for me about five years ago when I was going through a difficult divorce. And the only tools I thought were available to me at the time were, you know, my conventional doctors who didn't really have any resources to give me other than a bottle of Xanax and some talk therapy about, you know, what? how does this make me feel? <laughs> and it yeah, really felt right. not so Lousy! It made me feel <laughs> yeah. awful! <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so in other words, you had... sought out psychiatry. Is that it? I, I did. I didn't know where else to turn. I didn't know there were any alternatives. Really? And um, I didn't at the time, you know, I was I was brought up in understanding um, that antibiotics were the answer to pretty much everything. And um, they don't really go to the doctor until you just can't stand the pain anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was it. So I really didn't know that there was anything else out there. And, you really hadn't um, heard anything about alternative medicine um, and, well, I had, or I knew, uh, other healing <laughs> modalities? I hadn't. I knew that, that a lot of my friends were taking yoga, but I thought that yoga was an exercise, you know, that it was an yeah. alternative to aerobics. <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, right. I, well, it that's partly it. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it just it just wasn't part of my world. I was in a very yeah. corporate world um and conventional care was it and science was it and not to knock it i mean you know thank no, god we had all of is things. they're right science <laughs> is it you know that yeah. is true science yeah. is it <laughs> yeah but um, it's 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 used for different purposes at different times and it can be oftentimes uh skewed as i know uh dr goodman knows for various monetary benefit like the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. industry has skewed the science to its uh, purposes, monetary purposes. That's not really science. That's that's corporate science. It's different. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So you, you really know, you really didn't know, and so I didn't. what happened? And then? I had what happened? Well, I I I didn't know there was anything you know for me, and so I kind of retreated a little bit and read some books and and went on my own little eat pray love journey to the south of France and um and I was riding my bike by myself town to town and um I noticed all of these sunflowers and fields of sunflowers and they're all facing in the same direction and I thought wow that's really amazing how do they all know <laughs> and I asked someone you know how do you how do you say sunflower in French and they said tournesol which literally means turn to the sun. And something hit yeah. me in that moment. I got oh. off my bike and I cried and I journaled. Yeah. 
And I thought, you know what, this is a metaphor for my healing journey because literally I I just need to know. I need to have it inside of me that that I have a choice every day to turn to the sun and to keep my head up and to know that throughout all of this this rocky, you know, sad, depressing time in my life that um that that things are going to be better, that on the other side of this something wonderful is going to happen, that for some reason this is in my life now, and that um, that I have a choice to keep my head up. And then I thought, okay, well, who can help me with that? Because, you know, my therapist wasn't really helping me with that, and the bottle of Xanax didn't help me with that. And no. I, I knew I needed support. And so I started to, people started to come into my life who knew more about holistic care and holistic methods. And why don't you try, you know, why don't you try meditation? Or why don't you try acupuncture? Or why don't you, you know, so all of these options started to become available. But the problem was that they were all just recommended by people who had a great experience. And word of mouth is fantastic, but I felt like for my own for my own care with holistic modalities, you know, I just, I was spending so much time trying to figure out who was the right person for me and who was the right fit and which modality made sense. And so throughout this process, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if I could organize all of these people and I could vet all of these people and have a center, a place where everybody could go and they could get guidance. They could sit down with an RN who understands the medical perspective, you know, who understands what your medical history is and what medications you may be on and how they interact, and then can also offer um, holistic options through, you know, things that we have on site and um, with therapists that are vetted and who are matched to you, you know, based on what your interests and your preferences are and, you know, what type of person you, you would mesh well with. And you can also say, okay, you need to go have medical care right now. You know, an RN could would be able to see that, and so that's where that's where someone like Dennis would come in for me. You know, I I I want to be really careful and make sure that someone who needs medical attention, you know, receives it. And um, but for me at the time, for me it was all emotional. And there was no one who was really, really helping me. I mean, psychiatry has its place, and there are lots of people who are who are helped by psychiatry. And Xanax helps a lot of people, I'm sure. It just wasn't the right thing for me. And um, And so I needed to go in search of it. And it took me a number of years. And I don't want it to take a number of years for everybody else out there. I wanted to, I wanted to help. I wanted to make it, you know, more streamlined and um, easy for people to find sure, what they I needed. Understand. Well, thank so. you for sharing this story. I knew about the south of France, but I didn't know about the sunflowers. And oh. even though I once lived in the south of France, I didn't oh. know the word tournesol. <laughs> but now oh, I'm, yeah. I'm hardened to know the real uh, definition of that. So merci, as we say in uh, uh, French. Uh, <laughs> so, really, no, it's a beautiful, beautiful story, and it really is a, a powerful metaphor and, uh, on just on many levels. It's very uh, yeah. operative, and I, I think it's a very healthy way of defining the work at the center, this well oh, center. So I, I very much appreciate that. 
Dennis Goodman, uh, you've come from South Africa. You are now living in the Big Apple. You're working at NYU Medical Center and teaching there, conducting research, and you're the director of their integrative health center. Um, welcome to A Better World. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, and thanks for having both of us on. Absolutely. Uh, I'd love to know, uh, how do you see your work at um, – NYU as um, as as a, you you were ra- you raised you were taught and trained as a as a cardiologist and now you're embracing other types of uh, medical and alternative modalities. How is it that that became interesting to you as a classically trained physician? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer that, but I just want to give a little bit of background. I actually I trained and I went to medical school in South Africa at the University of Cape Town. And I don't know uh, if you know, I'm sure you remember the first heart transplant was done by Christian Barnard there in, in 1968. And I actually was training at that hospital yes. uh, in oh, the early 70s. My. And I met him and it was an incredible inspiration. Um, oh, and then I came yeah. to the United States and I landed up doing my cardiology training at uh, at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, and that was, uh, you know, Dr. DeBakey, who is another giant uh, in the field. And so I had this tremendous exposure uh, to to cardiology, cardiac surgery, and incredible innovation uh, in terms and of mentors, treating heart disease. Amazing mentors. Absolutely. So, and then I, you know, landed up going into the world of, of interventional cardiology, of actually, you know, doing uh, angiograms and putting stents in. And I was in, at Scripps for 20 years. I was a chief of cardiology there, and so I, I had a tremendous exposure to to the kind of modern technology and things that we were doing to really quote save lives. Because when well, people are having a heart attack and they're dying, and you can take them and put a stent in, and you get this feeling while you, you know, they were, this is saving a life, but. Do you know what I realized? Yeah. I realized that we're actually like kind of firemen and, and you're putting out a fire when the house is burning down. And in some, yeah. you know, obviously you, you want to hope that it's going to be okay and sometimes it's not. And I started to realize that there's got to be something bigger than this, which is really hoping to prevent something bad happening. And I got mm-hmm. very, very interested in prevention. And how to make a real drift difference is really to get people to take on board their own health long before you come to the doctor with a, with a problem. Um, and, and, and I became interested in integrative medicine, and I went to work at Scripps Integrative Medicine with someone called Mimi Guarneri, who was really a, you know, a, 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 um, someone who was early on one of the founders. And I was there for 18 months, and I got exposure to all the kind of things that, that Carrie, you know, is, is putting into her center now. And we're talking, you know, the acupuncture and uh, biofeedback and energy healing and stuff like that. And, and I was completely inspired by the fact that there's this whole other world of healing that we're not really exposed to, you know, in Western training. And what I want to say that's so important to realize is this is not a battle between two giants. You know, Western medicine is huge and it's 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 we have the best system with all the problems in america we have the best medical system in the world and i can tell you that i feel privileged that i've you know learned so much about basically the western side of medicine but i've also become aware that you know i'm missing out on a real opportunity to heal so many people by not uh, but not understanding that there's a whole lot more right, than what we were taught in medical school and, and even our postgraduate training. So 
I landed up getting exposure to these other things, and I started to realize how many people, and Carrie hit the nail on the head when she said Xanax didn't work for me. That doesn't mean that Xanax is terrible and psychiatrists are bad and you know nobody knows what they're doing in the psychiatric field. It means it didn't work and there are alternatives. And the, my idea is if you can find alternatives that are natural, that can help to heal you without potential side effects, it's wonderful. The problem yeah. is most people don't really know what's out there. And I'm sure you'll agree with me, Mitch. One of the problems, it's so wonderful to be talking and educating people, but I'd bet, I'd bet you that most of the people listening to you are kind of the converted. They're probably nodding yeah. their heads right now. We have a problem mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't know what's out there. And so to answer your question now, what I'm so excited about and I'm so proud that I can have this opportunity at NYU, a major, you know, a world, world-renowned medical institution basically saying we are interested in trying to bring and bridge the Western medicine and the state-of-the-art in Western medicine. There is nowhere better. I mean, they're as good but nowhere better than NYU and have a bridge to alternative and complementary and you know, I don't even like the word alternative because what it is is really it's a collaboration. You don't go to someone out there and then not come back to your to your doctor or your primary care physician. You work together. So what I believe, I just want to give you, you know, the four pillars for me of talking to every patient is is to talk about nutrition and to talk about exercise and to talk about stress management and to talk about sleep. So as a cardiologist, I get to see people with all sorts of symptoms, you can imagine. And first and foremost, we've got to find out what's the diagnosis. Do they have something? You know, do, do they have coronary disease? Do they have severe hypertension? Do they have something that needs an immediate attention? But within every one of the patients, there's a story, there's a person who's dealing with having to eat, you know, What is their story when it comes to exercise, their stresses? Are they sleeping? And I spend a lot of the time talking about that. And so I've come across, you know, I've had experiences of amazing experiences where someone came to me, would come to me with a symptom that other physicians have said, don't worry, it's not your heart. And I found out it's related to something really going on in their life. I don't know if you want to hear one of my stories, but... um, Sure, I, I do. I, I want to. I want to just stay a little bit more, um, kind of, not theoretical, but sort of on the macro level. And I, I definitely want to hear the stories because this is sort of where the, you know, the tire meets the road. It's so important. But I just kind of want to just back off a little bit sure. here uh, to to say that you know I'm in the same world that you two are in many many respects. But in some ways, I was fortunate to get an entirely different kind of exposure and education. Um, and it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm just kind of musing on it right now. Where I grew up, I mean, except for being born originally in Forest Hills, I, I really grew up in Connecticut. And there, uh, I noticed that there were a couple of my friends who knew medical diagnostic language because their parents were a little older. And I guess their parents were going through a lot of things, so they knew words that I had never heard of. In my family, and maybe I was the exception, we rarely went to doctors. No one was really ever sick in any kind of substantive way. And I had minimum exposure to the medical world. So I was able to, interestingly, kind of use my own brain uh, for contemplating what would be best 
And yeah, it's true. I was a hippie, and I got exposed to <laughs> what was au natural. And uh, you know, when I was 16, I started baking my own whole wheat bread. You know, kneading it myself and eating seaweed. You know, I was probably considered weird, but for me <laughs> and among my friends. We were doing what we just thought was simple, sensible, and natural. And now, in retrospect, I could look back and say, you were. You weren't crazy. You were a cutting Absolutely. edge, young man, but you weren't crazy. You know, and uh, so after having gotten a graduate degree in studying psychology, clinical psychology, I found myself studying acupuncture. And for me, it was the most natural thing in the world. So as I'm listening to you both, um, Carrie especially, you know, of not having any exposure, I'm, I guess my life just brought me along certain pathways. So coming back, Dennis, so funny to NYU Medical Center, I got so excited when I was studying acupuncture and I saw how low back pain, for instance, could be cleared up in a matter of right. one to three or four visits, uh, which was otherwise taking uh, oftentimes surgical intervention and certainly medication, uh, I went, oh, my God, we have the power to utterly transform our medical world. And I got excited. I, I learned about homeopathy and other modalities back then because those were sort of the, the world I was traveling in. This is back in the early early 1980s. And before I know it, I was on the phone with NYU Medical Center proposing that they begin with, <laughs> and I was going to help at my, you know, my uh, age of, of uh, 25 years old, I was going to help them organize seminars to begin to educate their uh, medical students about alternatives. Wonderful. Not as you said, this is not, there's no battle, there's no war, there's no competition, actually. Zero. That's not what the Absolutely. game is about. Right? It's about using what's appropriate at the moment. If there is a medical emergency, right, there's nothing that compares to Western cardiology. It just that's, right. that's the game you want to play. But if you're dealing with a possible chronic issue that has to do with acidification, for instance, of tissue, well, there's a whole other lifestyle type of approach, as you were suggesting. Anyway, I just wanted to... They, no, 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 I think wasn't you put it back you, then. You said it. But now, you with you, it. I think they're very interested. So. Well, I think what's happening is you it's have to funny, have credibility. It's funny, yeah. and I think what's important is this credibility thing that you've got to you've got to be respected. And clearly, you know, in Western medicine, and you know, I've got six board exams and all this stuff. And so I feel okay. You know, they respect me now. When you start to talk about, well, I'm integrative. I can tell you when I when I first started saying, well, I'm an integrative physician. One of my referring physicians in San Diego came to me and he said, I'm really horrified that you're doing this. I cannot believe it. Uh, that you are selling out. And I said, what are you talking about? And this is a smart, you know, really good good physician, I thought. And he, and he, and he said, well, you, you know, do you believe in, in the, the witch doctors throwing bones in South Africa? I mean, do you think that's also? I said, absolutely, oh I believe it. And I yeah. try to say to him, and this is what this is what this yes. is what's so important for I think you know the scientifically trained Western-minded physicians sometimes they have a problem if they don't understand the science of it, 
and why is it working and do we have a clinical study and has is it a double blind randomized study there's nothing wrong with that but what i tell people is listen if something is working and a patient says to you wow i am so much better with biofeedback or with magnesium or with you know or, or, or with the stuff that that carrie does you know with all her practitioners why would you poo poo it why wouldn't you say that's wonderful you've had a tremendous response to something that we may not understand exactly how it works. So I think we're on the same page, Mitch. I have an open mind to trying things. And what I'm interested in doing is when something's working and I find a practitioner who says, wow, you know, I do this, this, and this, I say, let's study it. Let's try to get this so that it's in a language, it's in a form that physicians want to hear about it. Because if it's empiric stories, you know, and you're rubbing the crystals on somebody's back and they can't understand it. They think it's just basically, I call it hocus pocus. Now, the thing is, some people respond to that. There's nothing wrong with it because we know psychologically a huge part of healing is psychological. So you can, you can do all sorts of things. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you want to prove it, we need to study it. And so I throw out to, to, my, to my integrative friends and I say to them, you know, you got something there? Let's try to, even if we're doing just a registry, let's try to bring something to the, the scientific medical world so that it can be presented at a conference and then people can go, why don't I try acupuncture before I do an epidural? Yeah, you know what I'm absolutely. saying? Why don't we try? Oh, I do, you know, I there's do. so many. Yeah. You know, there's something called, um, you know, there's, there's, there's self-hypnosis for pain control. Why not try that? Lisa's got one. I mean, I mean, Carrie's got a therapist there. At, she's fabulous. So, you know, I think the key is to, to understand what the options are for patients. And we need people on both sides. You know, and that's why Carrie and I interface so well. Because when I have a patient who I think is going to benefit from what she has to offer, I say, why don't you go to Turnersol? And why don't you try, and then Carrie's got a nurse there who can sit and say, now these are, I don't know what all the modalities are that may help a particular person, but I do know when they walk out of here that they have stress and they need someone that's going to sit with them and work on stress management. Well, it might so be that I know where, you know, I know it's a place to send them. It <laughs> <laughs> up because uh, I've known Carrie for a few years and uh, Carrie, of course, if you recall, we met because of what was emerging inside you personally as mm -hmm. a, uh, a healing function, and you were really interested in knowing what you can do about it and, and with it and uh, to be of service to the world. Well, it's interesting now that your skill set includes a business and you're able to sort of evolve your own healing impulses into a much larger picture called Turnasol Wellness Center. I, you you follow it. I think it's a beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful development that is occurring here. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I foresaw this <laughs> when we first met. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I would be here doing this. I wasn't quite sure where it would go. Um, sure. But this is, this is quite a dream come true. Yeah. Well, you really, you've got an eye for beauty and aesthetic and the place. I mean, I would encourage people to go there just to see how beautiful it is. And this just brings in another really important uh, item that I'd like to, you know, put on the table with both of you. Uh, that is why I myself so have cottoned to holistic thinking overall. And I've 
especially been attracted to Eastern modalities, which include things such as feng shui or vastu mm. in the uh, the Vedic context, because there's an understanding of not only is the mind very powerful in all of body healing, biological healing, but so is the environment. And uh, beauty is a large part of that environment. So if we find ourselves in a beautiful place, a natural setting with flowers, with plants, which are, of course, giving off lots of good O2, you know, it can be understood scientifically why these places are healing. You have already moved the patient or the client into a different state of mind, which is already beginning to heal whatever it is that may be going on with them. And, uh, Mitch, can I, can I jump in? Because really, I, I, wanted, I really, just want to. Um, embodies that. Please, Dennis. Absolutely. Yeah. I, just, I just want to validate what you said because for me, I've just moved to, you know, to NYU to take on this position, and, I'm, and I work at a place called the Men's Center, which is, uh, you know, on Madison Avenue here, and it is the state-of-the-art, modern, beautiful office with big waiting rooms. It's clean. It's magnificent. And I wanted mm. to just tell you, patients walk in here, and before I even see them, they're feeling better. They're feeling like they're in a good yeah. mood. And I think what you're saying is so important. If you can be healed in an environment where you feel safe, where you feel everybody's with you, you part of you, there's a team approach to 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 your care. It's it's a big step in the right direction. And you know, Kerry offers that in a beautiful center. And I certainly feel I'm in a place now where where you, you know patients just don't stop telling me how good it feels to walk in here. Mm-hmm. I agree. The only, I agree. I've been yeah. up there, and it is it's magnificent. And the only thing is, I felt a little strange that that I'm a I'm a woman that <laughs> walked in. Well, I, you know, oh, just because we are on the air, <laughs> you should you know, shouldn't feel strange about that. But okay. the thing is, it happens to be called the men's center. There is actually a woman's center as well at NYU has. But we see men and women here. I mean, it was it was called the men's center because it was a donation made for a men's center, and there was a uh, woman's center already. But there are lots of women that come here, and I think it's it, it's really about. And this is not about coming to NYU particularly. You've got to go to a place and you've got to go see people where you feel good and you trust them. And I think what you said, and that's why, Mitch, I think you hit the nail on the head. Health healing is not just, you know, this this doctor in Western medicine or that one over there, you know, in alternative medicine. We need a bridge between the two sides to get the best possible care. And that's why I'm excited that NYU is saying we agree with you. So let's see how we bring it into system, but we've got to have the right people. We've got to have people that are qualified, that have been trained properly, you know, that are prepared to, you know, participate in clinical research and that aren't yes. going to do any harm, uh, you know, on both sides. Yes. We, we're uh, we're trying Hippocrates to help people without hurting them. told us. Exactly. Hippocrates is the one who said, yeah, first, of course. do no harm. And I think that's uh, a very no. important piece of it all. Let's yeah. let everybody know that uh, you are listening to A Better World Radio with Mitchell J. Rabin. We're on every Wednesday at 6 p.m., although I do know that most of you listen in archive. And God bless you. It's just fine. Whenever it's good for you, listen in. And, of course, uh, forward these shows to your friends and family colleagues who could benefit from hearing discussions such as this. This is a roundtable on integrative medicine and healing with Kerry Davidson, the founder and CEO of Tornacell Wellness Center in Midtown Manhattan, and Dr. Dennis Goodman, cardiologist, professor at NYU, and the director of the Integrative Health Center 
at NYU. So again, it's just such a pleasure to have you both on A Better World. It's it's you're already helping to make it a better world. <laughs> that's your that's what that's, you're doing. You, 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 you're the shepherd. <laughs> that's my game. That's my game, indeed. I'd love to just learn a little bit more from from you first, Dennis, of how you see uh, NYU's interface with Tornacell and making use of the wonderful modalities that are and practitioners that Kerry has so. Uh, diligently lined up. By the way, I'm one of them. <laughs> so stress management right. and counseling is my is my baby. You know, I've been at this for uh, many decades at this point, and uh, it's really a thrill, by the way, to to be aligned with Carrie Eternosel because I feel really I've been around. Honestly, I've been in the holistic health field for many many years, and I've seen places come and go. I've seen practitioners kind of uh, reach their peak and then um, diminish. What I sense here is that there is going to be a real um, ongoing, consistent, and substantive contribution to the world of wellness as she has the mindset of interfacing with places like NYU Medical Center. I Mm -hmm. think it's fabulous. Really do. So, what, what do you foresee? How will that work in your mind? So, I'll tell you, Mitch. First, how I ended up, you know, meeting Carrie. I have a patient who, you know, I have a lot of holistically minded patients. You can imagine they come and they find me on the internet because they Google holistic cardiologist. There aren't too many, and there are very, very oh, few yes. that are board certified in holistic medicine and interventional cardiology. It's kind of like, you know, oh, can you yes. believe it? There is such, there is such That's an animal. Right. Right. But, but. Yeah. Um, the, what happened is my patient told me that 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 Kerry was having an evening at Turnersol, where there were going to be lectures by some of her, you know, by some of the people that work with her, her practitioners, and I decided to just go and listen, and I was yeah. so blown away and amazed that firstly at the at the beauty of the place and the general and the feeling of just feeling peaceful there, and then I went to listen to some of these lectures and met these amazing people, and I realized, you know, they've got all these different modalities and things to offer. And I said, you know, wow, this is amazing. I want to be able to be able to, you know, use you as a resource. And I've done and tried some of these things for myself because I oh, I don't like to send patients to people or for for for, for any kind of stuff until I've tried it myself. And so, yes. you know, I've spent time with Karina and I've got to know that she takes it very seriously. If I send her a patient, they're going to meet with a nurse. They're going to talk about what are the issues, what's the best. You see, there's so many options. You need to say, well, what do you want to try first? And somebody yeah. has to have a nose for hearing and deciding whether someone should be, you know, lying on, be- on, on, on one of her vibration beds or lying or, or talking to somebody or having energy healing or, or doing acupuncture or doing, you know, yeah. biofeedback. Somebody has to be able to make the call. And I spend a lot of time in my office just saying, okay, now, you know what, I think we need to talk about what are we doing for stress management for you? And I talk to them about the yoga. And, but then if I want, I say, you know what, I've got a wonderful place for you to go. And go and see if you find something in there that's going to help you. And it's been wonderful to have that resource. And patients come back and say, you know, that they that they're so happy. And I think yeah. the key is to to be able to have somebody say, you know what? They come back and say, I really got benefit, because then you feel good. And you know what I feel about Turnersol? It's it's 
Carrie's got the passion, but she's got really the, the, the people that are working there. She closely vets them. She makes sure they've got the same passion of her, and she wants them to deliver, yeah. which is basically, first and foremost, we want to help and heal the patient. And, she, and, and I very much, and one of the reasons I came on your show, she's part of a team, and that's how I see it. She's not rejecting Western medicine. She's saying we work together. If I'm concerned that you've got a headache and you haven't been evaluated properly by a physician or a neurologist, I'm not going to just say, well, why don't you try this, try that, because you could be missing something serious. So I'm all For about sure. let's be sure that there's nothing serious going on where you need Western medicine, and then let's try everything we can to treat you naturally. Yes, yes, it's and and it's I, you know I'm all for natural. Work. Absolutely, yeah. you know what what you mentioned okay. earlier on. You picked you were a, you you got this when you were young. The more that you can look after yourself and be natural and. Like you were saying, the less chance you're ever going to need Western medicine except for some blood tests and screening. But exactly. if you don't start early looking after yourself, then, uh, then, then, then we know about all the chronic diseases and terrible things that happen. And most of it's related exactly. to, to diet and inactivity and stress. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Well, you, Dennis, also hit the nail on the head, and Carrie is very much uh, following up on this with the Wellness Center, which is this one word, prevention. It's such a huge mm -hmm. word. It doesn't sound that long. It's only three syllables. But, boy, does it pack a punch, because if people mm -hmm. were to think that way, we would have an entirely different approach, Western approach, to uh, the ideas of medicine, and I'm I'm all for it. I think there's another phrase that I personally very much like, which is the idea of optimal wellness, optimal mm -hmm. health, where illness, or let me say, I'm sorry, health is not just defined by being not sick, but rather Correct. it's an affirmative state in itself, which is, wow, I have blood going through my veins, but I could have highly oxygenated blood. I can have perfectly pH-balanced blood and tissue and organs and all the cells of my body. I can be at the top of my physical, mental game. And I think that's yet another evolutionary step, if you will, of where we can go when we put the minds together of Western science with traditional understandings. Carrie, you want to speak to that for a moment? Yeah, you know, something it's something I think about a lot, and it's part of my everyday. But I, I, I wonder, you know, what what would motivate all these people who are walking around with stress and anxiety and disease and problems and issues? You know, what sure. what motivates them? It's you know, what question. what would you know, for me, I came from a place where you, you work and you live with pain or depression until you just can't stand it anymore because who has time, yes. right? So right. We're, we're up against, you know, people who are they're disconnected, you know, they're, they're very connected to their electronics and to, to getting the work done and to packing in as much as yeah. they can in a day. Who takes out time to care for yourself? And it's almost right. like preventative care is a luxury, you know. Right. So it's been it's, so it's, it's that up is to us to change that conversation, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, no, it's, no it's a psychosocial issue. 
if you will. Yeah. No question. You know, we, at NYU is, is really cutting edge because we have a preventative medicine department. And we, we, we have, a, you know, Dr. Weintraub there in charge of it and Dr. Ed Fisher. So we're very understand. I, I feel that the cutting edge and the, the, the future is working to make people understand that if you look after yourself and you prevent things, that's, that's the first and best thing that you can do for yourself. But that if you have a problem, you want to be in a place where you're going to get superb care from both sides of Eastern and Western medicine. And what we have to do and what you're trying to do, Mitch, how do we spread the word that there are, mo- there are resources for you? Because you say to somebody, just don't worry about it or, you know, you shouldn't be so stressed. That's not, it doesn't work like that. No, you that's know, when not people come see me, you know, when I see people with chest pain and, uh, you know, or they have a problem and I know that it's not related to disease, I don't just say, well, you know what? There's nothing wrong with you. Don't worry about it. You're stressed. I sit down with them and I say, your body is talking yeah. to you. And yeah. now let's try to figure out where is the problem. And, uh, you know, I've had some amazing, amazing, you know, experiences with patients. And the, the kind of things that Carrie does, you see, she can take over from there and actually land up healing a person so the chest pain goes away or you know whatever the symptom is because the underlying root cause for the symptom is something going on in that person's life at that moment that's creating terrible stress the the adrenaline's you know is gushing out and you need to find modalities and things that put you more into a parasympathetic mode into into a relaxed mode and we need help with that you, you can't just say, well, go out and exercise. Some people can do it, but most can't. And that's what I yeah, feel so excited about. Because NYU and Kerry, we're, trying to, we're yeah. trying to bring those resources to, uh, to people. Mm-hmm. You know, a very important point, and I appreciate that very much, Dennis, and where we're going with this whole discussion. Um, a very important thing that is very not really taken into consideration is the understanding of context. Someone who may be very stressed at work, like, for instance, we know that most heart attacks happen at 9 o'clock Monday morning. Mm. Well, that mm. gives you a little bit of a clue. It doesn't happen on golf courses. It doesn't even <laughs> happen on tennis on tennis courts, right? It happens at work at 9 a.m. Monday morning when all the fun is gone because of the way they per- people perceive being at work, which is not very exciting. And, you know, some people feel that they're selling their soul. So... Uh, when you're dealing with that, you have to look at, in, you know, I, I talk so much about stress, you have to look at it in context because they take the same person and bring them home and uh, with their wife and with their kids and with their dog and their birdie, and they could be happy as a clam. Do you know? Same person, different context, different, even in the you same hour it could happen. So, you know, it, it's really important to factor that in, but Carrie, something that you were kind of suggesting and implying in what you were saying, I'd like to turn back to, which is that most people are are really married to their electronics at this point in time. They're married to their jobs, or they're at least married to the the income that are keeping them in a certain kind of set um, lifestyle, which many times people don't even like, but they don't have the courage to really tell the truth to themselves about it. And so mm-hmm. what do you do? What kind of context can you create? What kind of environment, I think you have, that you can begin to have this type of dialogue with people where they start to get really honest with themselves and start to really scrutinize their lives and see where is their real meaning and where are their real heartfelt values? 
Um, no mm-hmm. pun intended here. You know, mm-hmm. and when you start to get to the bottom of that, you start to see a different little cellular activity. You see a different biology and posture show up. And I don't know, it gets very exciting because you're sort of lifting the lid that they have put on themselves and that has been put on us in a sense by society's fundamental beliefs. You want to, mm-hmm. can you comment on that? Yeah, sure. Um, I think what's, what I've been seeing is when you approach these people where they are, so you get a little bit more um, of a positive reaction. So my corporate clients have actually been telling me that, you know, they pull their employees. We have a, a corporate wellness program. And they pull their employees, what do you guys want more of? Do you want more aerobics? Do you want more exercise classes? And the feedback is no. We want education. We want to know how do I deal with life cycle events that are really challenging. I just had a baby, and I have to come back to work. And I used to work 11-hour days, and now I can't. Does that mean I'm going to lose my job? Am I, am I not going to get a raise? Or, you know, I'm, I'm, my mother is in hospice care, and I have to sit here by the bedside every day, but I still have to, I'm accountable for my job. What do I do? How do I function? I'm going through a horrible relationship crisis, and I still have to function at work. How, you know, so they want, they want to know how, they want tips and tools on how to live their sure. day and how to be, how, how to be stress-free during their day. So, you know, by going into the companies, into the places where people are working and companies actually showing that they care, um, you know, they understand that there's a, uh, there's a relationship between the health of their workforce and the health of their organization. You know, it, um, I think that's one place because walk-ins, the people who walk in are already sick. You know, they're already, uh, they were, they're telling me I've been in pain for 12 years or I've tried everything and nothing's worked or I'm just completely down in the dumps and I don't know what to do. I've tried, you know, this has been going on for a very long time. So to get to those people who wouldn't normally reach out and say, oh, I'm, you know, I want preventative care. You know, go into, go to where they are. Go to the big corporations. Go and have a talk. Have a panel discussion. Dennis and Dennis and I are going to be doing that at one of our corporate clients. You know, in in next month. Um, so you know, I mean, that's that's what I'm doing right now to really yes. um, to have a larger impact. Well, I think um, that's great yeah. because this is really speaking the language of the people who are in the positions who are experiencing the stress. Uh, who need the help. And mm-hmm. you're right, we're all in different uh, places in our life cycle. And uh, it's really interesting, and it's a very healthy way, by the way, to look at life that way as a series of, of cycles, some larger or some shorter, and just mm-hmm. like a day is a cycle. And we're biologically 100% aligned mm-hmm. with that. You know, I'm wondering, uh, thank you very much for that, Carrie. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. Dennis, I'm wondering, a uh, holistic cardiologist, I just love it. It's just about it. It's got a lot of heart, if you don't mind my saying. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. Um, but, you know, I'm wondering, what at this point in time, despite that one colleague of yours in San Diego, because that was <laughs> some time back, and here we are in the sophistication of New York City, where people are either very ultra-conservative when it comes to medicine, or... Interestingly, they're really very innovative and out of the box. I used to be uh, 
somewhat friendly with uh, Dr. Woodson Merrill, who is yeah, Woody Merrill. Doc, right. right, and uh, also was the head of integrative health for Beth Israel, and I introduced him to a whole new modality he and actually nobody in the United States knew about, and I, I essentially brought, introduced it to the United States from France, and, uh, you know, the details of that we can talk about another time, but here I had a really wonderful opportunity for a while to kind of open up that conversation with somebody who is already like Dr. Oz was back then too, before the whole world of the television <laughs> show and all. Um, he was also one of the more open, um, advanced right. thinkers as a doctor. I'm wondering now, at this point in time, are you finding greater receptivity among your colleagues to no, what no it is question. you're doing I, and the way you think? I, I, I mean, the fact that NYU, you know, has this position, and I think it's it's telling you that that we're hearing that, that the people are, you know, the people are talking. I think the the groundswell is from people out there who who clamoring to 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 go to integratively minded people, people who have an open mind, people who have the knowledge of the resources out there. Um, Mitch, I'm going to tell you in one minute a story that kind of explains what I understand to be holistic cardiology. And it goes oh, back to my days in San Diego where I had a friend, one of my friends was a pulmonologist. His father was having terrible palpitations in Seattle for months and months. And he, and, and, and he was going to see all the doctors and he went to the hospital. He had all the tests and they told him, you know, there's nothing wrong with your heart and get over it. And and he asked me would I see his dad and I, I said well you know it's unlikely I'm going to be able to find anything because he's going to come all the way from Seattle I didn't want him to have to do that but he convinced yeah. me he begged me and the next thing I knew that he came he was from an Italian family there were 15 people who came with him his, his daughters and his wife and, and, and he came to see me you can imagine this frail old old man and I could see that he looked really you know frail and, and depressed and yeah. I examined him I went to the records and there really was there, there really was nothing structurally that, that any of the tests were showing. Uh, and he was having these skip beats because of the, some PVCs. And, you know, I sat down afterwards and I said, PVCs look, there, there is nothing what? on the... Or, what, what are PDCs? PVCs, PVC? just some skip, you know, PVCs, premature ventricular contractions, you know, some basic... Oh. So, they were, so he wasn't imagining it. I mean, he was feeling some skips. But... You know, they had told him it's nothing, it's benign, don't worry about it. And I, went, and I sat down with, you know, his whole family walked in. We sat down and I said, listen, I don't find anything here that shows that you've got some serious heart disease. I said, when I see this, I think of something called a broken heart syndrome, somebody who's struggling and their heart's talking to them. And at that moment, I had asked him before if you feel depressed. He said no, and if anything's wrong, he said no. But his daughter pulled me out the room, and she said, you know what, Dr. Goodman, he is fighting with his son, and for six months he hasn't spoken to him, and it's killing him, and his son's moved off to Vegas, and they're estranged. And I just said, listen, I went back in the room. I said, look, this is one very, very, very good reason why you could be feeling like this. And I said, the best thing I can recommend to you is you go straight from San Diego to Vegas. I told him I would speak to the son if necessary. And they took him. And I got a, two weeks later a case of wine with the most beautiful note from him. And it wasn't about the wine, but he wrote me this note saying his whole life had been renewed. And I felt so good because... To me, what it's about is going beyond what, what's looking at you in the face, getting and thinking out of the box. And so much of ill health, dis-ease, is dis-ease. It's because people are 
not at ease. And to come back to your point earlier, when people have heart attacks in the morning, it's because firstly, there's a diurnal variation. Actually, the catecholamines have to get, get going in the morning. You've got to get up and get going. But one mm-hmm. of the problems we have out there is people are stressed because they're not doing what they want to do. And if there's one message I could leave people that are listening to me with, try to find your passion for your work. Find something that makes mm. you happy and to enjoy. because if you can enjoy what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work. We all have to work. People have to make a living. But find a place that you can enjoy it if you can, you know, because you're much oh, better God, off yeah. making less money and enjoying what you're doing and then being healthy than going mm-hmm. the other route of chasing after the money and being sick. So that's, exactly. a, that's one of those things I feel very strongly about, and I'm sure you do too. And so we've got a whole industry oh, of trying to make people feel better, but it starts with the person picking the right place to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I very much appreciate your words. I know, Carrie, you feel the same way. It's, uh, we're absolutely. all in that boat together, you know. Yeah. You know Carrie, Carrie loves her work. You love your work. I'm loving yeah. what I'm doing. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. In <laughs> fact, you know, my work is I my work for thirty years as a holistic psychotherapist and mm. for many years I practiced acupuncture as well, but I I exchanged that uh use of needles for biofeedback, very kind of sophisticated energy medicine stress management uh kind of uh biofeedback system. And um I got involved by the way in media a better world media, radio and TV, because I wanted to share what I understood with the world, what I understood right. in the interface of mind-body medicine, Eastern-Western exactly. medicine, uh, conventional with traditional. You know, that's my, that was my, part of my joy is teaching, right. educating others about what I was fortunate enough and am fortunate enough to have been exposed to, you know, so... It's just, it, talk about holistic. Now you can understand how media, for me, is an integral part of an mm. overall uh, being a healer. Mm-hmm. My question. You know, it's, just, uh, it's just part of it. You know, I want to quote in our final moments, based on what you were just sharing with us, Dr. Dennis Goodman, about follow your passion, find it, and then live it, uh, including professionally. Uh, is the famous words of the great Jewish uh, comedian, and I would say philosopher, which uh, George Burns, who also, by the way, got confused with God in some series of films, which I loved. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, When he said, you know, when you find what you love, you'll never work another day in your life. Right, right, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. I think there's great wisdom to that. Great wisdom. Mm-hmm. Carrie Davidson, if you would please just share with us uh, last words for our audience, what you'd like them to know before we sign off here. Oh, I'd like them to know that everyone is welcome to come check out Turnisol at any time. It's just such a, a lovely oasis of peace in Midtown, and I would like to meet everyone. <laughs> everyone and welcome them in to come yeah, come try us out, come meet us. It would just be my pleasure. My pleasure. Beautiful, beautiful. And the website, give the website if you would. Sure. The website is www.turnisolwellness.com and Turnisol is spelled T O U R N E S O L. Beautiful. 
Well, Gary Davidson, thank you so much for making the effort to put this center together, and it's a, a pleasure and an honor to be connected to it and part of it, and I think that we're going to have a really wonderful future as it develops mm-hmm. and it becomes better known to serve more people. So thank I you agree. So much Thanks. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks. Absolutely. Such a pleasure. And Dr. Goodman, if you would be good enough to share with us uh, some final words for our audience today. Well, I'm going to go back to what I said. I'm going to say find your passion and find balance in your life and think about nutrition, exercise, balancing your life, minimizing stress as much as possible. Um, and and think about getting good sleep and and try to think about something that you can do that's a kindness every day and every day mm-hmm. give somebody a hug, especially your family. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. You and I are two peas in a pod, Dennis Goodman, and we will talk about this further. <laughs> Thank you both so much for being on today and uh, sharing your your thoughts, your love, and your wisdom with our audience. So thanks, Mitch. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Sure. Absolutely. We'll be talking soon. Bye-bye now. Bye. Wow, that was rich. That was rich. I so enjoyed speaking with Kerry Davidson, the CEO and founder of Tournacell, as you just heard, Tournacell Wellness Center, uh, which is on 36th Street, just east of Madison Avenue, across from the J.P. Morgan Library. It's just beautiful just to walk in the door it feels like a kind of like a a townhouse like people live there it feels that way but but very elegantly it's got a really a warm aesthetic really tasteful and not overdone at all just simple tasteful and elegant is the way i would put it really in fact uh I have uh, arranged for Dr. Michael Cotton of Higher Brain Living to do a demonstration of this really advanced way of developing and getting in touch with that other 95% of our human potential, which so much largely resides in the comings and goings and the doings and the physiology of the prefrontal cortex, the prefrontal lobes, and interestingly, the heart, which of course is part, really could be understood as part of the nervous system. I know that sounds funny, but it is electrical, is it not? And I'll have to get into a conversation with Dennis about this another time. And uh, we also know that there are some 30 to 40,000 neuroreceptor sites in and around the heart and uh, the work of the HeartMath Institute, of which I am so fond, and I have had some of their uh, main people on A Better World in the past and will do so again for that information and what it is to develop heart coherence, a whole subject we didn't get into today wasn't so appropriate, but you can understand why in the larger picture it is very appropriate. So um, this is the kind of thing that uh, and thought that I'm going to be bringing to the Tornasol Center myself through the work that I've been doing with clients and groups for so many years. And uh, Dr. Dennis Goodman, a holistic cardiologist, is a rare breed, as he 
did remind us, truly a rare breed, and I think it's going to become a field that's more populated because he is modeling uh, the intelligence of bringing together conventional with holistic. And uh, there are just going to be more medical students who really want to follow that path and understand the wisdom of this interface, that it's not one or the other. That's old-fashioned thinking. It's really one and the other, and using what works. Uh, from my point of view, that's really the guiding principle. What works? Not whether it's ancient, not whether it's modern, not whether it's seemingly natural, or if it's synthetic. If it works with the least number of side effects or undesirable effects, you are on the right path. Those things that support health, that nourish health, no pun intended, that nurture health. Our emotional lives, we're just learning more and more about this, uh, plays a truly huge, significant role in our day-to-day -day physical lives. In reality, we are emotional beings. Have you not noticed? <laughs> moment to moment, how do we feel? And why do we think what we think? Well, all of that really is rooted in our emotional center. And these emotions have a biochemical and bioelectrical profile. Every feeling, every thought, every emotion. And it's kind of almost overwhelming to discern the distinctions between one and the other and the other moment to moment. I'm not sure we have to be that thorough and on top of ourselves, but if we have somewhat of an understanding of the inner landscape, of uh, the psychobiological, emotional, biological landscape, we can really um, navigate our own health in a much more intelligent way, even when we're dealing with life cycles, as Carrie brought up before, which is something that is really very important in all of our lives, or, or finding meaning in work or finding that there is no meaning at all in that desk job, but one is doing it for the paycheck. Well, you know, they do say you can... Um, Either do what you love or love what you do, which means at the end of the day, I am just so glad that I went into the field of psychology because personally, I feel that it's the psychological understanding and it's the mental headset that sets us up for a life of peace, tranquility, happiness, joy, love, and well-being, or gradations of its opposite. It's our mind that is setting the stage, setting the context for happiness, joy, love, laughter, well-being, or it's the mind that's saying, eh, I don't know about this. This isn't looking so good. You know, if I don't have, uh, you know, these kinds of clothes or that kind of job paying this kind of salary, then I don't know. I don't think I can be happy. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe there is a way to still be happy without that one, 
you know, promotion. And maybe you can be right where you are and have more time with your family. Both Carrie and Dennis Goodman were implying this just now in our roundtable. I can be happy, but I will have the benefit of more time with my family. I will have more time for following my hobbies, uh, of I'm spending more time with art, with leisure, with meditation, with travel, with making a contribution to society, working in a soup kitchen, helping to grow food in um, inner city rooftops. I mean, I'm just playing, but my word, can you imagine a life that was populated with these kinds of elements? Wow. In other words, nourishment happens on lots of ways. And I really want to submit to everyone the notion that while what we eat is so important for nourishing ourselves, what we think and what we feel and the meaning that we can gain, receive from our life activities is a very important part of nourishment as well. Make no mistake about it. It is a form of spiritual nutrition. So with that said, I just want to thank you all for joining me here. And those of you who listen uh, regularly know that uh, this is the kind of subject we uh, delve into and uh, go far with, actually. We go very far with. And uh, I'll be uh, teaching uh, a new series of seminars called Heaven on Earth Seminars, which will be really dealing with a lot of these kinds of issues starting with stress management and learning some very simple techniques to help manage stress, to recognize the difference between healthy stress and distress, which is excess stress or stress coming from places that are not good for us. Uh, We'll be looking at and using meditation and qigong, ancient Chinese exercise, and we'll also be getting to the why the why of our stress. Dennis told a wonderful story just now about the Italian frail man from Seattle who showed no objective symptoms of heart disease. Yet his heart was broken. And thankfully, someone in his family whispered in the cardiologist's ear. And it had nothing to do with a defect in his heart, but there was a defect in his higher heart, his emotional heart, the heart that's connected to his life and and loves of his life, his family. And when they penetrated that aspect of the heart, everything changed. They got to the why his heart was broken. Well, his son was not in touch with him, and they were estranged for years. Well, that's going to have an effect completely on heart rhythm and overall respiration and all other bodily functions. That's emotions, folks. So if you do not deal with the whys and the wherefores of our emotional stress and emotional conflict, sort of as we talk about in total biology, 
those of you who have listened to me speak know that I was implying that during the roundtable. I didn't want to take the time to really open it up then and there. But uh, the wisdom of total biology and Dr. Hammer's new medicine is exactly this domain of looking at biology and biological behavior, if you will, as a function of emotional behavior, emotional stress, distress, I should really say, and conflict that has been unresolved frequently in families, generationally, that is generation after generation, passed on because the, the generation that, the, that originated the issue, the conflict in the family, near the family, to resolve it. So it gets passed on to the kids and then the kids. So you can analyze a family tree and see the conflicts repeating themselves over and over again. And when the conflicts get too excessive, it leads to physical illness. And the illness is oftentimes metaphorical for the type of emotional conflict. As I say, it's sort of like Louise Hay on steroids. There is body as metaphor expressing the issue at hand. Fascinating stuff. And of course, this is what I deal with when I work with people individually, with couples, with families, uh, doing stress management and coaching and counseling and in the group. So on that note, I just want to remind you all that uh, starting tomorrow night in the Big Apple in New York City, downtown Manhattan, right near Wall Street on uh, 40 Exchange Place, TRS Professional Suites, I will begin the Heaven on Earth series of seminars. We'll be meeting once every other week or twice a month, very low fee, and all are welcome. Uh, just get in touch with me so you can uh, register. We need to know as best we can how many people will be showing up. That's uh, at mjr at abetterworld.net, mjr at abetterworld.net, and uh, also share your comments with me, your feelings and your opinions about our our shows, make recommendations if you'd like, and uh, do get onto our free A Better World newsletter. Every week we have our... our uh, television show, Mondays at 7 p.m., all Eastern Daylight, Tuesday afternoons, a new time on Progressive Radio Network for the Progressive Film Hour with Mitchell Rabin, and uh, voila, Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., A Better World Radio with Mitchell J. Rabin. So that's the lineup, and uh, also on our website you will find information, since we've been talking about healing for an hour, uh, you'll find energetic balancing uh, modality we've been using, the Harmonic Energetic Balancing Program, probably since the year 2003 here at A Better World. And uh, for a few years before that, we were using another similar type of program. And, uh, you know, we've just been on it with health and wellness and nutrition, and I very much appreciated Dr. Goodman's reference to sleep because it's something I make reference to too. You have to give space to our multidimensional systems, and they need sleep, deep alpha, theta, and delta. We need those brainwave cycles, talking about cycles, 
to be operative for set periods of time on a nocturnal cycle in order for us to become regenerated and rejuvenated for longevity and a healthy, happy life. So with that said, I want to just thank you all. And uh, I so appreciate when you send the links to our shows to your friends and family. Really across the world, we have people listening in Europe and uh, not at the same time as we are airing live, but in their own time. Six hours forward, we have people in Australia, people in Africa, indeed, people in South America, Latin America. We have people in India and China and Pakistan who are listening. And uh, it's just a pleasure, and I welcome all of you to A Better World. You are, by listening, part of A Better World community. If you don't yet have the uh, access to the newsletter, you can get it. It's for free. And let me also say that we do promotions here at A Better World, and you are welcome to make recommendations if you are a an author or a filmmaker or a musician and want our website and media to help promote your work, uh, get in touch with us. Our fees are very reasonable, and we also make available uh, the possibility, if you want to support us monetarily, with donations, again, at our website abetterworld.tv, even small donations monthly. We have some people who are, you know, uh, donating $10 a month. Believe me, every bit helps. We so appreciate it. And uh, on that note, I want to just say we are making a difference as best we can on this planet. We embrace hope and faith and confidence in a positive future for all. And even when the going is rough, even that, it looks almost uh, not overcomable. Some of the obstacles we're facing today as a planet, as a globe, with our species disappearing and our nuclear, um, our nuclear energy facilities still running after 50 years, but they're uh, deteriorating, and near big urban centers like Nuclear Point Indian Plant in New York City or uh, getting the real scoop on Fukushima. You know, these are affecting our health. And if you want to look at the larger picture of public health, we do have to look at all of it. We have to look at the role of plant medicine and plant-based uh, diets and We've done a lot on these kinds of subjects. We have to look at what deforestation does to the oxygen content of our air in New York City. As Jesse Jackson said, we may have all take different, we've taken different boats to get here, but we're all in the same boat now. I think we want to really want to contemplate his words of wisdom, take them to heart. In closing, I just want to thank Carrie Davidson of the Tournesol Wellness Center in Midtown Manhattan, and Dr. Dennis Goodman of NYU Medical Center, professor and director of integral medicine at NYU, and uh, thank them both for their wonderful contribution this evening, and there's much more to come. On that note, 
Thanks for joining. I look forward to seeing you all.